Welcome to Keeping Up With Life, where we empower you with health, business and family life strategies for you to live your best days. I'm your host, Pippa Hansen. I'm the CEO, a mother of teenagers and have a passion to live an active and healthy life. Each episode contains practical tips and insights on how you can succeed in all aspects of your life, delivered to you in bite-sized pieces to implement straight away. This episode is brought to you by the Sports Injury Clinic, whose mission is to enhance the lives of its clients, staff, other professionals, and the greater community. Welcome today to Paige Elvey, international athlete. She's represented Australia just two months ago in the 400 metre hurdles. And we've got with us Jamie Barnes, exercise physiologist. Welcome, Paige, and thanks for being here today. No, thank you so much for having me. And Jamie, welcome back. For, I've lost count how many times <laughs> we've uh, sat across from each other. Thank you again. Thanks, thanks for having me back again. <laughs> So, Paige, tell us a little bit about you and um, how you got into athletics and, and what that's looked like over the last couple of years. Well, I actually started athletics when I was nine, um, Frankston Little Athletics Club. Um, I loved sport, done, done it for ages, um, but I started as a 1,500-metre and 800-metre runner and then slowly progressed to now 400 hurdles and I love it, just love all the events really, yeah. And so what have you been doing the last couple of years? Um, just heaps of running, training a lot. Um, I just finished VCE. Um, so now navigating what I want to do for the rest of my life, but yeah, just juggling. Yeah. Great. It's a lot of, um, a lot of athletes your age have got quite a bit on their plate between obviously training quite a lot and then, um, throwing in VCE or, you know, whatever they're doing in terms of work. So, um, how, how have you sort of gone about managing your workload over particularly the last couple of years because you've finished, finished high school and, and this year you've started studying again? So, um, you know, how have you found that balance between being able to fit in training and um, just sort of being able to work in everything else outside of athletics? Yeah, well, I've always, I've always found it hard, but I think the biggest thing is I've always – well, actually, after the injury, I um, – spoke to a physio who said I should start making a diary and a journal. So I decided that I'd um, – that was just for in, uh, writing down what I'm doing and um, exercises and then it kind of grew to managing my whole life. So – and I think this could, like, relate to anyone that if I could give one tip, it would be to make a di- uh, diary and write down um, what you do in your day and it manages it and it can – good reflection with um, – life and you can look back at what you're doing each week and um yeah see what can be changed but I think managing has been a lot to do with um yeah following a bit of a routine so is the diary giving you a chance to reflect on the way that you were sort of structuring your days and trying to find ways to sort of optimize time or yeah, how, how did you find it beneficial to you yeah it was a lot of um looking at if I had a bad day if it was mentally bad or physically I could look at what that why that was so bad and fix it um for the next week or yeah just look at a good week and go right what did I do there and change it for the next week so yeah some really good advice and I think um from a from an exercise physiologist's point of view um you know that it's we do sort of say to people that it's not just the the physical load or the physical uh, work that you do that contributes to you know your overall health and your overall workload but it is also the things outside of um, of what you're doing in training as well. So, you know, if you're if you're training and you're recovering well from training and those sort of things, but then you're um, 
you know, you're really stressed at work or you're really stressed at school or, um, you know, you've got all these other things that you're running around, um, you know, every day to go to, all of that is added into, you know, what we call, we call your total stress for your body and that can have an impact on someone's training as well. So, um, yeah, I reckon that's a great, great, um, great tool that you've sort of come up with there to, you know, help manage your weeks and hopefully it's something that listeners can, can take away as well. Mm. I know the um, Resilience Project do a, a six-month journal and it's all based on that sort of stuff. So there are some good tools, but a, just a normal notebook's just as good, isn't it, if you set it up yourself? So let's talk – you did mention injury, but let's talk about the successes you've had. So your event is the 400-metre hurdles. What have, what have the last couple of years looked like for success for you? Look, it's been up and down. Um, I Since coming to TSIC and starting a proper gym – um, session I've definitely grown as an athlete I've gone up and down and had definitely had my lows um, but so many more highs I qualif- I got a world junior qualifier toward the end of last season and that was something I was really building towards and um, that was a massive high and didn't think I'd get it prior so I got there um, and then yeah got selected for Oceana's um, to represent Australia and do that this year so that was awesome all right, so the injuries that got in the way along the way. Yes, right. So, <laughs> is this a long list? Um, it's it's long enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was eleven, I got um, I had an inguinal hernia, um, which at the time I was still training like I am now. I was actually like pretty um, fit my age and so after I had the surgery, I never was given a specific rehab. Um, regarding what happened. So now I've got, um, after this, I had a massive, like, massive gap where I started just to keep getting injuries until I was 15 and I got um, three pars fractures. I got a partially tore my hamstring off the bone. So, and then, yeah, then at 15, so I'd come and I saw Josh Ferguson here in TSIC and he was amazing. He'll, then, he'll love that you mentioned his name. Oh, too. he's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And Regular then, listener of the show. Yeah, as well, he is, of course. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, yeah, he fixed my hip up, and ever since then, I've been stronger. He actually told me to go up and see JB. So that's now why I see Jamie Barnes up in yep. the um, EP. Um, yeah, and then ever since then, been a lot stronger. And now, four years on, I haven't had a proper injury. Touch wood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so, Jamie, talk to us about that um, that rehab when you first met Paige. Yep. Sounds like she was a broken young girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when we first started working with Paige, um, you know, it had been off the back of um, a couple of those past fractures, so so lumbar vertebrae fractures. Um, and was there another one in the time that we'd been sort of working together as well or the last one happened before we started? Um, the last one happened kind of in the same, it was the same gap, but this all was due to the fact there was a weakness in that whole area from mm. never getting rehab yep. properly in the beginning. So. Yeah. So it was very, um, you know, early days, it was very much a, a matter of just trying to build pages, um, physical resilience and, um, just sort of general strength. Um, so very much in rehab mode at that stage. And, it was one of those things where, you know, we, we obviously knew what we were working with in terms of an athlete and, um, you know, what the um, what we wanted to get her back to in terms of, um, you know, physical capacity. But um, it was more around just um, trying to sort of build the foundations for her being able to do that and just sort of see how we go. So, um, 
you know, it took a while for that to sort of flick from, I guess, rehab mode into into performance mode. But um, yeah, um, sort of credit page for her attitude and sort of motivation to to get back to you know where she wanted to be from a physical point of view, and um, you know that that played a massive part in um, yeah into where she is now. So, Paige, how did you find the rehab mode? Because it's not performance mode. It's yeah. totally different. Yeah. How did how did you go with that when you were striving? you know, to be, an, to be an athlete, a successful athlete? Yeah, well, it was mentally hard and it did take me a while, but I just remembered the, the love for the sport and I just had to keep getting at it and, yeah, I got there. So I did something I never thought I could and qualified for that World Juniors. So, yeah, it, it was worth it, definitely worth it. And what other, um, what other impact did that injury have on you? Were you still able to train? Um, yeah, I trained I trained as much as I could and yep. um, at the time of the pars fractures and it was a lot of just minimal, a lot of low like hamstring minimal work as well because that came off the back of the um, fractures. So it was all just at once it was a massive dump. But from what I can remember, because obviously I wasn't journaling then, but <laughs> um, from what I can remember it was, yeah, it was just a slow process of getting my body back to strength and then this is why I'm doing what I am and I have not been stronger. Yeah, great. Um, and how how did your coach go working with you during this time as well? Yeah, well, at the time it was um, I had a different coach, yeah. um, but now I'm training with Peter Benefer based at Ringwood and um, he's awesome. And But, yeah, now it's just a lot of just managing getting back to my strength through my back for hurdling as it's such a technical thing as, in itself anyway. So, yeah. And was he... So he wasn't your coach when you were doing rehab? No, not sort of at the back end. Yeah, okay. Of so look, looking at the couple of coaches you've had during that time or however many, have they been supportive of your rehab? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. And do you think that's changed? Do you think that um, that you would have been supported that way a long time ago in terms of coaches just go, oh, well, you're injured, see you later? And, or, or do you think that's how coaches in your field have been well, I've actually been quite lucky. My first coach was amazing. He, um, yeah, he was so supportive. I had the best group there that I trained with. This is obviously for the 15s and the 8s, so it's very yeah. different. Um, so, yeah, he was very supportive and so is Pete. So, yeah, I think, I think I've been quite lucky, but I do know there are people out there that do have different opinions on that. Experiences. <laughs> yes, experiences. <laughs> and, Jamie, how do you find it? Because I know you will often touch base with um, different coaches as part of uh, athletes rehab how do you find that relationship uh yeah i think it's a very important relationship for us as eps to build with coaches if especially if we're working you know if, if um you know in pages example you know sort of going to see pete throughout the week and then sort of coming in here which i guess is kind of outside of her regular track work um there's a there's a very high importance placed on needing to have um, sound communication with the coaches in regards to um, what they're doing in here and what their objectives are. Um, and, you know, I guess I guess there's sort of some trust built, you know, through that process as well. Um, and, um, you know, obviously um, making sure that everything's sort of been communicated with Paige as well as coaches too, just so that everybody's sort of on board with the same plan and, you know, Paige hasn't been pulled in several directions by different people because there's no communication um, mm. from all parties. So, um, yeah, it's very important to for us to make sure that we're, um, we're having those conversations and, you know, letting everybody know what's going on and, you know, that, that sort of leads to the best outcomes for the athlete. The early years when you were 
first injured, so when you were around 15, how else was that impacting your life? Did it stop you going to school, being social? What Did it have a, other impacts? Um, yeah, to an extent. I mean, training was minimal at the time, so wasn't so much with my training group. And um, so, yeah, it did. And I mean, I, I guess at the time I didn't really think about it too much, but yeah, looking back, I think I did miss a bit in sport-wise at school and just sitting out and trying to make sure I don't make it worse. So, yeah, yeah it w- probably did, yes. So even people that aren't trying to achieve um, what you've tried, what you've achieved, being that high-level athlete, even for you, Jamie, some people that have these sorts of injuries just need to get back to everyday life, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Which, I- is, which is this rehab part. Yeah, and I think Paige touched on it as well. Um one thing that we find really important in, in team sports, but also, I mean, individual, Paige competes in an individual, in an individual sport, but she trains in a team. Yeah. Um, and I think just staying connected to the team throughout the rehab process is a, is a pretty vital part of the, of, um, of the rehab as well. Um, you know, the last thing we want to do to someone who's already unable to compete is to then isolate them mm. as well. So, um, you know, keeping someone... At the track in Paige's example, you know, potentially, you know, obviously sort of coming in and doing a rehab here, but then potentially doing some things off to the side in training as well and, you know, keeping her around her teammates and, um, you know, um, same with football, netball, you know, there's there's certain things that can be done at training, whether it's sort of some um, some ball skills or something else while you're, while you're rehabbing a, a lower limb injury, for example, um, making sure that we're keeping that athlete connected with the rest of the team is um, is hugely important from a motivation point of view for them, but also from a, just a general sort of team spirit point of view as well and, you know, not feeling as though you've been isolated. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever feel like that with your injury, watching um, other people out there still able to run around? and Look, it was hard. Yeah. I mean, you'd watch you know, how I've, I've got a lot of work to do, but, um, yeah, I mean... I was young, but I do know now to keep me motivated is definitely to have that training partner with you. Like I've now got my brother training with me, especially through COVID. I needed that person to um, keep me <laughs> keep me sane to train. Yeah. So, yeah, I had my brother with me and now he's running full-time again. So <laughs> <laughs> so um, was he an, like doing athletics as well or did you drag him along? Well, he did start when he was younger and then he had a bit – he stopped, had a break, started doing some other sports and then, yeah – He's always been good at it, but he was always so little. And now I'm. I said, "All right, come on, Sam, we've got to go out." And now he's doing it. So oh, fantastic! Yeah, running quite good. So <laughs> it's good. But that's uh, yes, having someone to train with you is motivating, isn't it? Um, and school-wise, you said so you would have to sometimes sit out and not do the school events because you obviously were trying to get better for your other events. How did that impact you? Do you think? Um, I think it just made me more motivated to get the rehab in and yep. get stronger because quicker be quicker so to get back so yeah and what about let's say let's um we've moved on from rehab and we're in performance mode so that's a fairly intense training schedule how do you fit that in yeah um it's intense especially after getting selected for oceanas just recently i had um four weeks to get myself back to performance mode which um was bit intense in itself, mentally and physically. Um, but, yeah, it's just a matter of leaving that time to train, leaving that time to go to gym and, yeah, and balancing your own mental health at the same time. So so how many times a week are you training um, for events and how many times are you doing strength and conditioning? Well, I'm 
up in the gym twice a week um, and running about four times a week, yeah. And how many hours is that? Uh, well, it takes about probably two hours probably for each yeah. session, so yeah. And you know, you've finished your VCE but you're studying again this year? Yeah. Any other impacts? How's your social life? You fit that in at all? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a bit challenging at the moment, but just to get my like getting my feet around it all. But yeah, um, yeah just training is most important, and then yeah, I socialise when I can. <laughs> yeah. But I suppose when you when you with your athletics team, they're almost your social outlet as well, isn't it? You're all there on the same page as what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you get to the track, and that's where you do have your, pretty much your social time anyway. So yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, so you keep saying you were motivated to get better because you wanted to be successful. What about on those tough days? How did you stay motivated? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I I just think it's the the drive because you love the sport and you you know where you can get and especially you know where you have been in the past. So yeah, it's just that feeling, especially when you have conquered what you've got. Yeah. So getting that World Junior Qualifier was awesome. I remember, like, calling JB and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, this is so good. So, um, yeah, it's just those heart of emotions when you do get the um, results you want. Yeah. yeah. And your family's obviously very supportive then if your brother's training with you as well. Or, oh, is, he, yeah, or is he competitive and he's trying to outdo you now? <laughs> Look, I don't know. It could be either, but, <laughs> um, yeah, no, family's amazing. Um I mean, mum comes with me everywhere. She, yeah, a lot goes on behind the scenes with mum and dad. So, yeah, and Sam, well, he's always there to support. <laughs> he's along for the ride. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, fantastic. And so how are you feeling now? How's your, how's your body feeling? Um, what's next on the agenda? Well, my body is feeling amazing, strongest it's ever been, as I said before. So, yeah, from now it's just more training, getting up, getting my uh, – body right for next season where I hope that I can get another goal, get under the, get a 59. So, um, yeah, it's just getting fit. Again. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. And what are you studying? I'm actually studying allied health assistant at the moment and um, then hopefully from there go to OT or physio. Yeah. Go physio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just to give touch base again a little bit more on your journal. So you did talk about it in terms of routine and structure, um, which is almost like you, you know, your calendar of events of what you need to fit in. But what else did you use your journaling for? Did you actually write about your feelings and your days? Yeah. So when I um, got advice to do it, I started doing um, exercise, just my exercises. And then after a while, I was like, oh, I might as well try everything in my day. So I now literally have when I go to wake up, what I do in the morning, literally my whole day is written on the sheet of paper and then when I go to bed. So then every day I can work out, right, what time do I go to bed, why was I so tired, and it, it just helps me, um, I guess, look back on my weaknesses and in the week and work on what I can, but I highly advise anyone to do it because it's a, one of the best things I could have done for my own mental like mentally as well, yeah. Yeah, and what are some of the things you would have adjusted that when you then look at it on paper, you go, oh, that just makes complete sense? Yeah, definitely stress levels because I do write um, when i am just had one of those days or yep. um, my training I have obviously in full details in my book um, and I can see, well, that was an awful session and 
why was it? Well, that's because of my sleep or, yep. yeah, it's just a really handy thing and that works for everyday life. For anyone who's had a stressful day at work or they can just look back at it and it's, yeah, definitely advise people to do it. I think it's a really handy tool and you touched on it as well with, um, you know, just sort of noting your emotions and those sort of things. Um I'm not someone that journals, but I know a lot of people who do and, and get benefit from just um, rather than sort of letting thoughts manifest in your head and sort of swirl around, actually putting them down on paper and then sort of walk, uh, working backwards from there to sort of, I guess, work out where that's stemming from. Um, so, yeah, like Paige said, from either an athletic point of view but also just from a daily mm. life point of view to be able to, um, you know, put those thoughts and, and feelings and emotions on paper and um, re- to be able to reflect on it in that way um, also slows you down a little bit too. You know, you can kind of let thoughts run away in your head but having to just sort of sit there and write it out, it, it makes you think about it a little bit more slowly and, um, you know, that can also be helpful in terms of, you um, I guess, uh, coming to an understanding of why you might feel a certain way about different situations as well. So, um, yeah, for athletics, for for day-to-day, like the everyday worker or whatever it is, um, yeah, I think um, we've heard it here firsthand with Paige, but mm. it's definitely a valuable tool. And then, you know, I guess adding things like sleep and energy levels and those sort of things as well, just add that extra layer of information that, you know, you can sort of look back and say, well, you know, I felt lethargic for the last week in my training, um, but I've also been sleeping for six and a half hours instead of eight. So you can kind of, you know, look back and, you know, almost troubleshoot, you know, the way you're feeling, why you are, and then, you know, that can then help come up with strategies as to how to avoid feeling like that again. Yeah, it's an amazing reflection tool, definitely. And I think when you know the things that you're meant to be doing, you know, getting enough sleep and eating the right foods and how often you're exercising, but when you can actually visually see that written down, and oh, as you've just said, Jamie, oh, I've had six hours sleep instead of eight hours sleep. No wonder I'm tired when I wake up in the morning. And, and then you can adjust it, as you said. You've actually used it to adjust your days. And, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, I've, um, I've told you before that, um, like, I admire your self-motivation and, um, you know, just your ability to kind of push yourself with your training. And you've done quite a lot of training. You work with Pete, but you do quite a lot of training by yourself as well, which is which is really hard to do for people that, you know, haven't tried doing it before. Um, how, how has that mindset come about for you in terms of, um, you know, motivating yourself to sort of push push yourself and your, um, your athleticism to the next level? I think I just know the result. And I think I know that the more I do it, um, yeah, the better I'm going to be in – leading forward in a season, but, um, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I think I just, I just have done athletics for so long and I know what you need to do to become good and, yeah, it's just persisting within your body and knowing that once you've done it for that one hour, mm-hmm. like that, you'll be fine after and, yeah. Who, who do you admire in this space? Yeah, good question. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it'd just be. Oh yeah, I don't know. You've tricked me. <laughs> just wasn't athletes in general. Yeah, wasn't wasn't on the wasn't on the cheat notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anyone that you look up to, or that you sort of keep an eye on, family or friends or other athletes that you try and, you know, not be like because you're everyone's an individual. But is there someone that you admire? Um. Yeah, probably probably my mum. She's awesome. She's I, yeah, I look up to what she does. And but um, yeah, I mean, 
I'd probably say Jamie's my mentor in that I go, I go to him to talk about athletics, talk about my worries, probably more life things at the moment too. So, yeah, I'd probably say Jamie's probably someone I look up to a lot at the moment. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both for being here today and good luck, Paige. Um, we can't wait to see what you know, results you get over the next couple of years and um, we do wish you all the best and I'm sure we'll have you on another episode in the future. Remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's a song in there. <laughs> Thanks, JV. Thank you. If you have a topic you would like covered, get in touch via our socials. The contact details can be found in the episode notes. If you have loved listening today and are looking forward to future episodes, please subscribe, rate our show, share our podcast with your friends, work colleagues and families. So for now, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in today and see you next week.